before we go into our sermon today, I'd like to um, give you the office, church officers for 2000 and 2021. I'd like to have the deacons to pass out on the sheet. Since starting from in October, October and November, the nominating committees, uh, committee members have been meeting. Please pass out the sheets now. I've been meeting uh, four or five, five times or so for many hours. Then we have selected the, the officers of 2020 and 2021. And you'll be receiving a sheet each which uh, has the names of those people. And I would like to read the names of these people and we will be voting to accept these names as our officers of 2000 and 2021. I'll be skipping some names. We have a long list and you have a list. You will be having a list so that take a look at it yourself. So <clears throat> here we go. The elders for those years are Andrew Kim, Becky Tanak, Brenda Boyd, Daniel So, Janice Hansel, Marcus Anaya, Samuel Kim, and Tay Im. Deacon's head deacon will be he Helder Silva Jr. And assistant head deacons are Julius Go, Albert Leung, and Byung-in Lee and Young Sun Kim. The rest are the list of deacons name on the list. Deaconesses, the head is Jae-young Chung. Assistant head deaconesses are um, Judy Silva, Ju uh, Ju Lee, and Jung-mi Kim, and Sylvia Bae. And the rest are the assistant, I mean, the, uh, the deaconesses list. Robert Walker is Wusang Lee. Uh, church clerk is Bonnie Peterson. Assistant clerk is Jae-young Chung. Treasurer is Samuel Kim. Assistant treasurers are James Lee, Bonnie Peterson, and Jungmi Lim. Um, and financial committee as follows. Tuition assistant committee, um, head elder, treasurer, and, and also Julie, Loris Cheatham, and Pastor Bay. Uh, school board representative is Loris Cheatham. Safety officer is Andrew Kim. Website, uh, Brian Clark and Youngsun Kim for KM and EM ministries and social media ministry is Romel Tawanko Tawanko and bulletin and translation is Kyung So greeting coordinators are Amy Kim and Jasmine Kim and strategic planning committee is pastors head elder and five ministry directors and I'll be reading the names of the five ministry um, directors and so on worship ministry director is uh, Jessica Silva Coordinators are Albert Leung for the EM and Youngsun Kim and Eja Yoon for KM. AB coordinator is Brian Clark. And children's praise team coordinator is Amar Miller. And accompanist is Hannah Kim, Jina Kang, and Doris DeShane. Education ministry director is Kiran Tusan. And coordinators are Ruth Tusan and Kira Berner, Andrew Kim, Eja Yoon, and Jaeyoung Oh, and Sylvia Bay. Pathfinder director is Jennifer Ramos, and Adventure Club is Carla Rivas. Family Ministry is director, uh, director is Brenda Boyd, uh, coordinator Amar Miller, Kyung So, and Outreach Community Service Ministry director is Jerry Miller, um, and Community Service Coordinator is Ted Tanak, and Spanish Evangelism Coordinator is Marcos Anaya, uh, Prison Ministry Coordinator is Usang Lee, Religious Liberty Coordinator Heller Sivar Jr. And KM Literature Ministry Coordinator is Yoon Jung Trey. And Fellowship Ministry Director is Janice Hansel. And Coordinator Jennifer Teachout and Samuel Kim. 
and the board members are listed as follows. Now, I have to tell you something. The list is not complete. There are some members that are, or some names that are vacant, some members, some names that are missing from here. We couldn't finish up the, the, all the list. So if you could um, agree with me, if you could vote for me that we would give this responsibility to the next board members to finish up the list, um, that would, they will be able to finish up the list when they meet together in January. Now, uh, I would like to invite uh, Elder Janice, is she here, to come up to, to um, make the motion for that um, idea and then we'll move on to accept the members as well. So if you could, if you could make the motion. So I'd like to make a motion um, to accept this list, knowing that there are a few vacancies that, that need to be um, filled and give that responsibility to the nominating committee in the new nominating committee. So I make that motion. Does anybody want to second it? So Let's she go. made a motion. Any second? Joe. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> second. Now it, we can proceed to, to accepting. Anyone who is in favor of giving this responsibility to the next board members to decide in January? Um, anyone who is in agreement, can I see your hand? Okay. Anyone who disagrees and say we should have a different way to do it, can I see your hand? No? Okay, it's been accepted and carried. Now, uh, let's do the second vote. Now, this means that we are going to accept all the names here under the condition that will be filled up by the board members next year. Anyone who is in agreement of accepting these names as the officers of 2020 and 2021 at our church? Can I see your hand? Okay, put your hands down. Anyone says, no, it should be updated. There is someone that I, I need to change. Anyone? No? Okay, then it has been carried. Thank you so much. You may go back in. Thank you. Okay. Let's go ahead and have a word of prayer together before we start. Let's pray. Father God, we invite your presence to come and speak to us today. Please lift me up. Allow me to be used by you. May your Holy Spirit be here. This is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Do you like watching stars? Shooting stars? Have you done that before? Yeah. Remember, uh, last year or a couple years ago, okay, can you hear me now? Okay, okay, great, my bad. So, <clears throat> I remember a couple years ago or just last year, I was looking up where is the best place to watch shooting stars in San Diego. And do you know some places where you can go? Palomar. So that's where I went. I went with my family to Palomar Observatory. And guess what? When the sun goes down, the place closes. The gate was locked. <laughs> I couldn't go in. <laughs> but I wasn't alone. There were a whole bunch of people that came up. They drove up to the parking lot right in front of the gate. Guess what they did? They all parked their cars, they pulled out their camping chairs, and they were sitting there looking up. And I was like, oh, I mean, this is not like 
Death Valley National Park where there is no light within like hundreds of miles around. Still, you could see some light city lights here and there, but still was pretty good. What was bad was that every five minutes or so, there would be a car coming up with the headlight. <laughs> and then everybody would be complaining like, ah, oh. and then the, the guy is trying to find the parking, so he's going back and forth, back and forth, and like <laughs> flashing everyone. <laughs> and then finally he finds a parking spot, and then he gets out, and then he pulls his chair out, and he's talking, and everybody's like, okay, now we can watch. And as our eyes are getting adjusted to the dark, another car comes up, <laughs> doing the same thing all over again. So it wasn't as fun, but still I remember going up to watch stars. Now we'll talk about stars and people who are following the stars today. Matthew 2, 1 through 12. I was going to read this passage, but looking at the time, I'm not going to. But this passage is about how um, the Magi are, are coming to, to looking for Jesus. So I'll read just a little bit of it, and I will not read the whole, whole passage. Matthew chapter 2, verse 1, it says, After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. I'll just stop right there because you know the story. So they have come to worship Jesus. Who are these people? Does the Bible say who they are? Does the Bible tell their names? Does the Bible tell them where they're from? No. It only tells that they're from the east and that they came to worship. So we need to do a little bit of study to find out who they are, what they're doing, and so on and so forth. We have some clues in the Bible, though. So that's what we're going to talk about. Um, the word magi, the word magi, that word, what word is that? What, what is the root word of that? So if you look at the word, um, the word magi, that word is actually a Persian word. I mean, there are a lot of different, different interpretations, but one interpretation is that the word actually is a Persian word. The root is from Persian language. So that means we have to go to Persia to find out what's going on. So come with me to Persia, modern-day Iran. The word Magi in Persian, the Persian word, is not like the Greek or the Hebrew word in the Bible, especially the Greek word in, in the New Testament. So the word Magi comes from the Greek, uh, from the Persian word, um, and that word has been, has been, um, or the the word magos in Greek has been rooted or are derived from that word. That word magos, where the English word magic comes from. Back, in, back then, astronomy and astrology were part of the same overall studies, like the science today. And um, it went hand in hand with each other, like looking at the stars and trying to foretell the future watching the stars. That's what they mean. Um, and the Magi would have followed the patterns of the stars religiously. That's what they've studied. Uh, they would have probably been very rich and very well educated and respected by others, people uh, from other society. And so that means they are Persian 
scientists. That's what they mean. The word Magi means. So <coughs> now, Persia, modern-day Iran. Do you know where Iran is located? If you think about your map, if you do an imaginary map, Jerusalem, it's in the east side. So where the uh, Arabian Desert and Iraq is right there, right next to, to Israel, like right there, and um, Saudi Arabia and all those countries are there. And then Iraq is there, and then Iran afterward. After Iran, there goes like other, other parts like Pakistan and other areas, and then India goes after, and then China after. So <coughs> Iran, or Persia at that time, since it was a, such a huge country, knowing the stories from the uh, story of Esther, the, the territory was so vast, so big. So we don't know exactly where they're from. You just know that they're from uh, Persian area or like Iran area. So if you look at the map, the distance between Jerusalem to Persia is somewhere between 1,000 miles to 2,000 miles if it is from the closer to the Indian border area, 1,000 miles to 2,000 miles. Now if you think about it, <coughs> A thousand miles from San Diego is like where? A thousand miles east from San Diego is somewhere in here like Denver area. Denver. Okay, now if you have an event in Denver and if you have to fly there, how long does it take today? Just a few hours. You know, you can just go to the airport, hop on the plane, and just fly. It's just within one day you can go there. Now, 2,000 years ago, that wasn't the story. There were no planes around. So how do you travel to go to 1,000 miles? Possibly 2,000 miles. How do you do? You have to walk. If you can afford camels, then yes, you'll be on a camel back. Now, do you know how fast camels travel? The fastest they can run is about 40 miles an hour. But that's a short distance because that's maximum speed. So if they can ride, they can travel about 20 miles an hour. That means to travel 1,000 miles, it's about, someone good at math? <laughs> 50 hours. If it's 2,000 miles, it's about 100, and 100 hours, nonstop. 20 miles an hour, if you travel that long, it would take 50 hours to 100 hours to travel that distance without stopping. That means weeks of traveling. Okay, so for the Magi to say, you know what, let's go to Jerusalem, that's a big deal. It's not like, you know what, let's go to Denver. Well, 1,000 miles is Denver, 2,000 miles is Chicago. Imagine you're walking to Chicago. Who wants to go with me? <laughs> Walk to Chicago. <laughs> that would take weeks, if not months, seriously. And the Magi were like, okay, let's go, cool. Let's pack up and go. That's what they did. It's not like, oh, they just came from the east. No, it was a long, long distance. Like, that's a serious commitment that they have to do. Not only that, <coughs> if you think about it, they traveled, when did they travel? At night. Okay. So today, if you were to travel at night, you just hop in the car and just drive. You have set of headlights, you can just go anywhere. And you can pull over to a gas station. If you run out of gas, you can just find a gas, gas station that's open 24-7, and you can just pump your gas and go. If you get tired, 
pull over and get into a motel and sleep and go, right? Just, just think about this for a moment. 2,000 years ago, if those guys were riding on camels or walking and traveling at night, what does that mean? Because they have to navigate watching the stars and watching that very star that they saw, the strange star that they found the night that Jesus was born, that the star that came up. That's what, how, they, how they got all started. So just, just imagine with me. When you check into a hotel, when, what time do you check in usually? 3, 4 p.m., that's when you check in. When do you check out? 10 a.m., 11 a.m., 12 a.m. If you have, like, good membership, then you can check out at 2 p.m. and whatnot. But imagine you check in at sunrise. Then check out at sunset. How do they charge you? Double, <laughs> right? Because that's, that's the way how they run. That's the time that they clean up the place. If you want to check in, you have to pay for the night before and the night after. So it's just complicated. It's just different way around. Now, if you run out of gas, you can just pull into a gas station where it's open. For them, what do they need to do? They can't go to a gas station. They have to find food for camels. Where do you find food store that's open for camels? What do camels eat? Grass, hay, grains. Now, keep in mind, they went through what area? Arabian Desert. Oh, sand dunes. Where do you find places where they can feed camels and find lodging? <laughs> An oasis, if you get lucky to find one. Yes. So just, just think logically about what they went through. It's not like, you know what, let's just pack up and go and just bring your credit card and get in your car and drive. No. It's weeks and months of planning. Okay, this is the route we are taking. Well, they don't even have a route that they are taking because they're just following the stars. Remember in the Bible, there's somebody who actually followed the direction, followed the call of God without knowing. Who was that? When God said, you go, God, where am I going? Just go. Okay, I'll pack and go. Who did that? Abraham. So these magi, they did the exact same thing because when they saw the star, um, Desire of Ages tells us this. When they saw the star, they realized, you know what? This is a unique star. And they were like, they were like what does this mean? And how did they find the answer? They went to the scripture. And they were reading and studying the scripture, the Old Testament scripture. And they came up to this passage in, um, in Numbers 24, 17. It says, um, there shall come a star out of Jacob. In Numbers 24, 17. And Persians, are they God's people? Are they God's chosen people? No. Jewish people were God's chosen people, right? Jews were God's chosen people. So how did they know about all this knowledge? They don't. They don't have the privilege back then. Like today, we have, we have the Bible and we have internet and you know, all those things. 
But back then, they didn't have that. All they had was maybe a little bit of, little pieces of Old Testament scripture that they could find. So they went and studied the scripture diligently, and they found that passage. And let's think about this. In Persia, was there any kind of spiritual influence about God, the God of heavens, God of creator? What, who? Who was there before? Daniel and his friends. You know, they went and Babylon went and conquered Jews and they captured the captives and brought them home. And a lot of them compromised. But a few of them stood up and they were strong. And there was somebody else who was in also in Persia, in power. Who was that? Esther. Esther was also there. So there were some people who had the knowledge of God and they probably taught their friends and maybe they intermarried some of them intermarried and so on and so forth so there was a little bit of that but then it there was a long time like gap between the time of Jesus the, the magi and Daniel there has been hundreds of years hundreds of history went by still those people remembered the the, the holy scripture and they studied it and they probably understood the prophecy of Daniel of how the Messiah will be born. And they studied it. And that's how they found out. While all the people, God's chosen people in Jerusalem and in Judah and in Israel, they were all falling asleep. These people studied the word of God and came 1,000, possibly 2,000 miles traveling, looking for the newborn king. What does that tell us, friends? Do we call ourselves God? Do we call ourselves God's chosen people? Yes, we call ourselves God's remnant people, Christians, Seventh Day Adventist people that try to study the Bible, trying to understand the Bible, trying to keep what the Bible says. We call ourselves the remnant. However. Were there God's chosen people at that time in that region around Jerusalem, around Bethlehem? Yes, a whole bunch of them. But then what were they doing? They were ignorant. They didn't pay attention. Only a handful of people, the shepherds and Simeon and Anna, were the only ones. They were like, what's going on? They didn't know. Now, Think with me, when, when Magi came to visit, when, the, when they followed the stars at night, think about all the pain that they had to go through, traveling at night, by the way, have you ever had night shifts for a long time? Some of you had night shifts, okay. Especially nurses, if you work all night, you go home and you sleep during the day and you come out again at night to work, if that is your life, what happens? What happens to your social life? There is no social life. All your friends are sleeping when you want to hang out. And when they sleep, that's when you are up. You have no social life. I, I know somebody who, uh, whose parents had a donut shop. So when you go buy donuts, not like Dunkin' uh, Donuts or uh, like crispy donuts, like regular donut shop, like, you know, gas station and donut shop. 
what he does is that the dad, he works at night, all night, making donuts by himself, all night. And then when the morning comes, he goes to sleep. His wife comes and takes over, and he, she works there all day with another person working. But he, like, for the past 40 years, he's been making donuts all night. How many friends does he have? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> he has no friend. Literally. Like, I mean, he has no vacation. Like, the donut shop is open all, all year long, basically. So, just think about it. Magi had to go through that because it takes them a few months to come and a few months to go back. For them, it was just a few months. But some people, it's just, night shift is, is not, not easy. That's what they did. And as they were following the star, and the star led them to where? When they reached up to the Mount of Olives where it overlooks or looks down the, the Jerusalem, the Temple Mount, and the star right, stopped and, and disappeared there, right, in front, right on top of Jerusalem. Now, let me ask you a question. Where was Jesus born? Jerusalem? No. Bethlehem. The star could have led them or should have led them to where? Bethlehem where Jesus was born, where Jesus actually is where Jesus is. But the star led them to where? Jerusalem. Have you thought about that? Why? Why would God lead these magi or the wise men to Jerusalem where Jesus is not there? Why? Because, and remember, God has given them the dream to go follow Messiah. Did I tell you this? Um, Desiree just says this. When they were searching the scripture, they were given in a vision that say that, you know what, go find the newborn Messiah. That's what they were following. That's what I said, that they were like Abraham, no, going, not knowing where they're going. So they were, they were told in their dream to go find the Messiah. And they went and they end up in Jerusalem, where all the Jewish leaders, Israel scholars, and smart people are there. And King Herod was there too. And they were expecting the whole town to be excited about the newborn king and the whole town talking about it. When they go, what's happening? Nothing. Like, hey, where's the news? Where's the parade? Where's the party? Where, where's, where's all this excitement? It's, it's dead silent. And they go knock on the door and say, like, you know what? We're from Persia and you can tell because they look different and they look they're tired because they've been traveling all night. And you know, just think about it. You've been traveling. You've been on the road, road trip for like three months. What do you think you would look like? <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> so they didn't look great, probably. And they're like, who are you guys? You, don't, you look different. You have a thick accent, right, with their, their accent. And they're like, we are looking for the newborn king. They're like, who are you? <laughs> And now the leaders are all alarmed because King Herod wants to find out what happened. Like, okay, now these guys are saying there's a newborn king that's threatening me, my throne. I want to know about this. And the King Herod, Herod the Great, asks the leaders, where is this place? Okay, so what did they come up with? Jerusalem, uh, Bethlehem, because Bible says king will be born. In, in, in Bethlehem. So they, they find the scripture. 
Now, do you think the leaders at that time knew about what had happened? Because for that, so they saw the star on the night Jesus was born, which the star was who? The, the star was, what, what was that star? Group of angels, right? The angels that appeared to the shepherds on the hill, then they ran up to the sky and they became a star, right? That's the star that the wise men saw. And for them to come, it would have taken them at least a month or a couple months to come. So it's, it's a little bit after. So when the Israel, the leaders of Israel, when they heard about, do you think the shepherds, do you think they, they went around and, and spread the, the news? Yes. That's what they did. That's what the Bible said. They went and worshipped Jesus, and they went around and told everyone. And do you think they heard about it? Do you think the leaders heard about it? Yes, it's only eight miles from Jerusalem to Bethlehem. They heard the news. They heard about what had happened. They heard about the angels appearing. They heard about the baby born Jesus. They ignored it. They didn't care. By the time when the Magi came, you know what? A couple of weeks ago, I heard about this. The group of shepherds hearing this and, and finding this Jesus born in, in a manger. And now this from a foreign country? Like, there's got to be something going on. But they purposely decided to ignore all this. Why? The news came from whom? The foreigners. The uncircumcised. The Gentiles. God will not ever speak to us through these uncircumcised, unchosen people. Because they consider them as what? Not blessed. They're like, you guys are outcasts. If there's anything, it will come through us. They knew about it. They heard about it, but they ignored it. What are we doing as Adventists, as God's chosen people? Are we paying attention to what's going on? Because we say, you know what? We're God's chosen people. As long as I come to church, as long as I'm here, I'll be fine. I'm reading my Bible. I'm going to church every Sabbath. I'm praying. Yeah. But could there be, could it be possible that God is going to use somebody from outside, from somebody from Mormon, somebody from Catholic Church, somebody from Buddhism, somebody from somewhere totally, like completely out somewhere, and say, you know what? Jesus is coming. What are we doing? Are we preparing ourselves? Because these are the ones that came. They were ready to worship God. Are we ready to worship Jesus? Are we ready to accept Jesus into our lives? Uh, the Magi, they were searching for God. They studied the Bible. They looked for signs and marks. They understood the Bible prophecies. But the leaders at the time, they did not prepare. They thought they knew everything. They were proud of what they knew. They did not accept it. They did not swallow their pride. I'm afraid that we may make the same mistake as the leaders at the time made. And we may overlook 
of Jesus' soon coming, all the signs around us, his footsteps, you know, like we could possibly hear his footsteps, his coming, the heaven is ready to come down. What are we doing? Just like the Magi came, the whole city of Jerusalem was dead silent. It's possible that the whole Adventist church, our church, San Diego Central Church, could be dead silent when Jesus is about to come. What are we doing, friends? What are we doing? How many of you want to be prepared and ready for his soon coming? And I pray that we would prepare ourselves for his soon coming. The Magi, what did they do? We can learn from them and do what they did. What did they do? They searched the scriptures and they prayed. And Ellen White even says this. Every stop, every time the sun comes up, they had to stop. Every stop, they searched the scripture again, again, and again. That's what we should do. Every stop, we should search our heart. We should search the scripture to see if Jesus is coming if our hearts are ready to accept Jesus. They look for signs and marks. Are we looking for signs and marks? And are you willing to go find Jesus and worship him? Are you willing to do that? And I pray that all of us will be willing to be like the Magi and the shepherds and Simeon and Anna to accept Jesus so that we are not just thinking about talking about his first coming, but his second coming, so we can all go home. Let's pray, everyone. Father God in heaven, we thank you for sending your son Jesus 2,000 years ago so that you can come here and die for us. Give us an example so that we could have salvation. But Lord, 2,000 years later, we are here. We are waiting for your soon coming of Jesus, second coming of Jesus. We talk about it all the time with our lips, but is our, is our heart ready to accept you? Help us to be like the Magi. Help us to learn from them. Help us to search the scripture. Help us to pray. Help us to go out, pack our stuff, and help us to go in search for your word, in search for your new king, search for your soon coming. Help us to be prepared. This is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise Him, please come.